0: This guy reached out to my producer, Michael, about a podcast that he recorded called Natural Life. Natural Life is about this guy named Christian, who's currently locked up in the Michigan prison system for natural life, for killing a man when he was 18 years old back in the early 90s. It's a good podcast from Christian's point of view because it deals with his life, it deals with his struggle, it deals with his loneliness, and his pain. And a lot of it is reminiscent of what I've gone through and what I'm dealing with in here. The only difference is because of the documentary I was in, because of the podcast I was in, the podcast I'm doing, I've met some really good people around the world that have given me hope. They've helped me. They've been such a blessing to me. They've given me new ideas, new ways of thinking, new ways of seeing things. They've added a broader perspective to my life, and it's enriched my life in innumerable ways. So I highly encourage you to go and check out Natural Life. And for those of you who maybe are willing to take a chance on a guy, reach out to Christian. You know, it's not about sending him money or, or doing anything for him. It's just about letting him know that there's people out there who do care about prisoners, who do care about guys that screw up and make a life-altering mistake when they're at such a young, vulnerable age, and then they have to spend the rest of their life paying for it like I'm currently doing. You can hear the sadness and the loneliness and the hurt in Christian's voice because I've listened to the podcast over the phone. My producer, Michael, was kind enough to play it for me because I'm not going to get on here and support anything that I don't know anything about that I didn't read or I didn't listen to or watch. And his story, it hit me, you know, and it hurt me because I have this abundance now. I have this blessing now. This guy has nothing. I mean, this guy is really struggling. So, if you can find it in your heart, listen to his podcast, and maybe find a way to reach out to him. Hello, this is a prepaid call from an inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Red Onion State Prison. To accept this call, press zero. This is Randall Bob, and I'm currently serving 1,214 years in Red Onion State Prison in the state of Virginia for capital murder, armed robbery, and other assorted charges. Now, as a prisoner, I deal with a lot of mental health. You know, I've said before on my podcast, uh, Red Onion Randy, that prison is an emotional pressure cooker. And it is because everything in here is designed to drag you down. It's designed to break you. And unfortunately, the overwhelming majority of prisoners are broken in here. March 31st of 2022 will be 32 years of my 43 years on earth that I've done in prison, juvenile and adult. Now, of those 32 years, I've spent 18 and a half years in solitary confinement. And what solitary confinement is, is you are locked in a cell 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The only time you come out that cell is to go to the shower, go to medical, and on occasion they will take you outside and lock you in a dog kennel for one to two hours. That's solitary confinement. You have very limited actions, interactions, with other human beings including staff members you're trapped in that cell over and over and over again and you're trapped with the worst person in a cell you can be with and that's yourself because everyone has their own demons and when you're trapped in that cell you are forced to deal with those demons because if you have a cell, if you're in population if you're on the street and you're interacting with people, and you, you're watching all this television shows and social media and playing video games and going to work and doing all these different things, you can ignore those inner demons. You can ignore those voices that are inside you. In solitary confinement, you cannot. So only one of two things are going to take place. You are either going to be broken by those inner demons and you are going to just spiral into a mental health crisis or you are going to deal with those inner demons and you are going to overcome them. And I am one of the few people that has managed to do so, especially with the length of time that I was forced to do in solitary. And yes, I did hurt a couple of people to put myself in solitary to begin with. However, The last seven years that I did in solitary were for no charge whatsoever. I was locked up based on what I was capable of doing, not on what I actually had done. And that took its toll on me. And I remember one day that I was reading a book, and it was the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. And there's a character in there named Lan Manjigorn. And I was daydreaming about wanting to be him. And I heard this voice just inside my gut, inside my stomach, my spirit, whatever you want to call it. But it, it wasn't in my head. It wasn't a mental thing. It wasn't a brain thing. It was just a voice down deep in me. And it said, the only difference between you and land are the choices that you made. And from that moment, I stopped running from my problems. I stopped blaming everybody else for my problems. And I started dealing with my problems, and it was difficult. But one of the things I was able to do that helped me was positive self-talk. And that's what I want this episode to focus on. This isn't a prison episode. I'm not going to detail you with gory images of, 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 of street fights or gang fights or prison rapes or what have you. That's not the purpose of this episode. I'm going to encourage you, because we all need encouragement, and the person that we need encouragement from the most in our lives is ourselves. Yes, it means something to have somebody else encourage you, to have a mom, or a dad, or a loved one, to have a child encourage you, or even a professional therapist or psychiatrist, but the person that it means the most is yourself. That's how I was able to overcome. Now, in prison, you have classes. You have programs like anger management, thinking for a change, decision-making, uh, stuff of that nature. And they don't work. They don't work. What works is looking in that mirror and saying, okay, who and what am I? And you have to be honest. You cannot lie to yourself. You cannot deceive yourself. And most people would think, oh, well, that's impossible. You, you know whether you're lying or not. Trust me when I tell you this. You can deceive yourself. You can get to a point where you believe a lie so much that that lie becomes your truth. And that truth is a lie. So it's not truth. So you have to honestly look at yourself and say, hey, look, what am I? Who am I? Now, I'm going to give you an example for myself. When I looked in that mirror, when I held myself up to Landman Jagorn, just a character in a book, not even a real person, just the figment of Robert Jordan's imagination. And this man was honorable. He was loyal. He was as tough as they come. He never quit. He never gave up. He never stopped fighting. He truly and genuinely believed in what he believed in. I was none of those things. I was a liar. I was a thief. I was a murderer. I was selfish. I was narcissistic. I only cared about myself. I only cared about what I wanted, what I needed. I only cared about my image. I was vain. Oh, my God, was I vain. I've been in prison since I was 11 years old. I'm a virgin. I've never been intimate with a woman beyond, you know, kissing and some heavy petting and whatnot. And I had a lot. I actually had created a lie about how I'd lost my virginity when guys in prison would talk about sex, you know. And I would and, and, and I would always be like, look, dude, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say I've been with 40, 50, 60 women like y'all have. Now I've only been with six women. You know, matter of fact I remember my first time and it was with this straight whore at a party and like and and I I mean I had this lie and I'd gotten to the point I would actually started to believe the lie. I actually started to believe that the girl was a real girl. You know, like it was a real person. She had a name, she had parents, like I mean I had literally fabricated a complete background for this girl just so i couldn't lie and have people look at me like i was cool or like i was i was one of them or something when i wasn't i was never one of them and looking back on it now i realized i didn't even want to be one of them i was just too stupid to realize it but because i felt so bad about myself i had no self-esteem I had no self no self belief. I, I had no self confidence. I had there was nothing good in me at that point in my life. There was not one good thing about me. But when I heard that voice saying the only difference between you and Lamb are the choices you make, it woke something up inside of me. And I'm hoping that hearing this from me is going to do the same for you, that it's going to wake something up inside of you. And then it will give you the courage to look in that mirror and face those inner demons. And one of the things that helped me the most was positive self-talk. And I started talking to myself in the mirror. I would literally stand in the mirror and I would look myself in the eyes and I would talk to myself and say, you know what, you can do this. It's okay to fail because you're going to fail. Just don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop. That's the worst thing you can do is to quit, is to stop, is to give up. But if you keep standing in that mirror and saying, hey, man, you're worth it, you're a good person. You can do better, and you need to do better, but at the end of the day, you are a good person. So tell yourself that constantly. Now, this is where people go wrong with positive self-talk People think that they have to believe it right away, that it has to be immediate. No, it doesn't. And it wasn't for me. When I first started saying I was a good person, when I first started saying I was no longer a criminal, when I first started saying I was no longer a liar, when I first started saying I was no longer a piece of shit, I was no good, when I first started saying those things, I didn't believe them. But I kept saying them over and over and over again until I did started to believe them. And then, once I started to believe them, I started to become those things. I started to grow in self-esteem and self-confidence. I started to believe in myself. I started making good choices. You know, I started to control my emotions. I started to control my own narrative. I started to, for the first time in my life, to write my own story. And because I was able to write my own story, I was able to overcome those demons. I was able to overcome my past. I was able to stop blaming my parents for my problems. I was able to stop blaming society. I was able to stop blaming the government. I was able to put the blame squarely where it belonged, on my own shoulders. And if you really Truly want to grow. Now, look, let me tell you something about life that I've learned in here. Everyone who takes the easy path in life, you do not live. You merely exist. You merely make it through one day to the next, and that is not living. The only way to truly live in this life is to live through the pain. Because pain and experiences and heartache and failures and successes and love and joy, all of those things is what makes life so beautiful. Because without the pain and the heartache and the misery, without falling on your ass numerous times, if you don't do those things, it brings you no true joy, no true happiness, because it doesn't give you perspective. It doesn't give you wisdom. It doesn't give you any type of strength. So don't look at your pain. Don't look at your heartache. Don't look at your failed relationships. Don't look at your internal prison sentence because all of us do prison time one way or another in this life. It's inescapable. You are going to be a slave to your emotions until... You learn how to control your emotions. And by learning to do those things, by overcoming these things, it brings out the beauty in life because one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, it wasn't some manicured garden at Buckingham Palace or some botanical garden in New York City or or wherever. One of the most beautiful, most Stunningly gorgeous pictures that I've ever seen in my life was this little small flower in this wasteland. It, it was just nothing but dirt around there. It was literally actual trash and garbage all over the place. It, it was just a place that you don't want to see a picture of, but it was just one little flower. And it wasn't the most beautiful flower in the world. It wasn't tall, it didn't have the most vibrant colors the darkest green, the brightest reds, or nothing like that. It was just a scraggly little flower. But it was the most beautiful picture I've ever seen because it represented my life in such a fundamental way. And you are that flower. You are that flower in the wasteland of your life, in the garbage of your life, because every last one of us has baggage. Every last one of us has garbage in our life that we want to get rid of. But if you focus on yourself being that flower, and I encourage you to take, find a picture like that off the internet and print it out, and put it up beside your mirror. It doesn't have to be some huge picture; just a little small picture to where you're going to see it every day. You look in the mirror when you put your makeup on, or you shave, or you comb your hair, or whatever, and see that. Give yourself that little visual representation that I am something beautiful. And the garbage in my life. And tell yourself these things over and over again. I can do this. I will do this. Because guess what? You can do this. And you will do this if you keep doing it over and over again. Because you don't have to believe it in the beginning. You just have to keep saying it over and over again until you do believe it. Write your own narrative. Because I've done it in prison. And Red Onion State Prison is considered one of the worst supermax prisons in the world. It's better now than it was. But when I was coming up, it was hell on wheels in here. You heard the guns in the booth shooting every day. People were getting beat up every day. People were fighting every day. People were getting stabbed every day. People were up here getting raped on record. You have one minute remaining. I had to go through a whole lot of stuff in my life to get to the point where I'm at. And if I can do it, and the sad thing is to say, even still in prison, I'm one of the most well-adjusted adults you'll meet. And it's because I wrote my own narrative. It's because I started talking to myself and saying good things about myself. Now I no longer lie. Now I walk this yard with my head held high and my shoulders back. I know who and what I am. And it's because I wrote my own narrative. And that narrative, I'm a good person. And that's who I will always be. And you can do the same. So believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, I'll believe in you for you. Because we're in this together, people. And we have to help one another. So help yourself so that you can help someone else. God bless you. And truly. Thank you for using GTL.